It's Operation Babble with Mike Shrews. It's pop culture, music, movies, TV too. It's time to explore life. It's Operation Babble time. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Operation Babble. Episode 137. How you all doing? How you doing today, Tivis? <laughs> yeah, I've been better. <laughs> awesome. Um, before we get started on anything, uh, we want to first say thank you all for listening. Secondly, I want to say check out our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or no, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> all at Operation Babble um, to find us, follow us, see what crap we're posting uh, we finally got the instagram set up so pictures are going live there uh, constantly hopefully we'll get more stuff on there that's not just our posters and stuff like that um also you can email us at operation babble at outlook.com and if you have any questions if you want to join the show anything like that if you want to tell us we suck you can always do that and then Lastly, if you want to see our pretty ugly faces, you can go to the Mike Shrews YouTube channel and watch Operation Babble there. Um, so, yeah. And uh, with that said, we forgot to say something last episode. Uh, as we? In re- in, in, I forgot to say something last episode. In Excuse regards, me, Mr. Producer. <laughs> in, in regards to uh, what we're doing the next two episodes here. Um, we since we have Multiverse of Madness coming up in a few weeks, we decided. I decided we're going to do a uh, uh, as Tivis wrote, uh, the road to Multiverse of Madness. Please don't sue us, WWE. Um, so uh, uh we're doing uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse movies, and uh, this week we are going to talk about the 1978. Doctor Strange Doctor film Strange. Um, that a lot of people do not know about. And uh, we will be talking about a special movie I will tell at the end of the show um, next episode. So uh, with that said, let's dive into this episode. I know Tivis has some things on his chest that he wants to get off real quick. Well, yeah. so. well it's just a little, <laughs> you know, uh, I finally saw Batman now that it's on HBO Max. Awesome. Uh, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Cool. I, I would love to talk about that with you, but you know, we'll say that for another episode. Okay. Plus you and Mosier still haven't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. We all know. Uh, uh, also, uh, did you hear about Ezra Miller? He, he's in trouble yet again. For the umpteenth time. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently I'm in trouble for, uh, uh, talking about how much of a uh, a-hole they are uh, because they need some help, which yes, they do. They really do. But that doesn't excuse their behavior. I, They're still accountable for their own actions and we need to get away from that excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of that excuse showing up for people all the time. Like, Oh, they're mentally, they have something. It's a mental illness, blah, blah, blah. You, that you, doesn't give you the my right. My mom takes medication for her bipolar, which is real bad. You know what she's never done? She's never threw a chair at someone. <laughs> she hasn't choke slammed anyone. Uh, I can't say that about my mom. 
like i know a lot of people with a lot of different medical conditions uh, mental you know stuff that yeah. they take medicine for none of them have been violent well, well we saw it too with the same stuff that happened at the oscars everyone is saying oh he's not mentally stable oh, yeah. things Will like that Smith, uh, poor the, him he's going through a lot so is chris rock he's yeah. got depression and everything else so everyone has shit they're going through it, it, it doesn't make it okay and people should like uh, I, I saw something that you had posted. I don't know what the actual context of everything was, but you said that people were attacking you for supposedly bashing Ezra Miller. Um, yeah. I know you. You don't really bash people like no. as I, far I as like the internet negatively when it's deserved. Well, as, uh, far, you know. as far as the Internet goes, I don't see you as a basher <laughs> honestly no. a basher for likes no less i could um, give two shits about how many likes but, i get but you will get if that, someone does something they need to be called out for yeah i'll call them out but you will get that no matter what from a specific group of people that just are fans of ezra because yeah. the same thing happened with the choke herd around the world like you know, a lot of people were just automatically. To, oh, it was an April Fool's gag. Motherfucker, are you serious? Like, come on! Like, it was a stupid. Yeah, if it was an it, April Fool's gag, it was a poorly that, done April Fool's gag, and it was not something that should have been done in the first place. Uh, another person that, that people pull this shit for, Kanye. That dude has severe problems. He yeah. needs to get help, but he's also a piece of shit. And that's the reason he needs to get help. I don't believe anyone is beyond a course correction. I don't in pay their attention life. to a lot of these people, <laughs> their, their, their personal crap that's going on. Yeah. I really just focus on a lot of their entertainment value stuff. Um, but Ezra Miller has Which made for it me out. is still zero from him, but yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but Ezra's made it a point to, it spring up in my radar because I have kids and, yeah. and I know it's one of those points that people are like, Oh, you can't put that on an actor. When an actor takes a role as a superhero, they do have a little bit more responsibility. I feel um, yeah. than anything. Just being an actor in general, you have not, not an actor. Morality clauses. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say an actor when you're in the spotlight you should have more responsibility. You automatically have responsibility. Am I saying that being an actor is the same thing as being a police officer and they should be bad? No, I'm like, everyone should just be good. You know? Yeah. It, it's everyone just, should be decent to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Don't throw chairs at people's heads for being asked to leave a house party. Now see with that though, too, I, I heard that and I'm like, I wonder if he just threw the chair and it accidentally hit the person, which I could see happening. It doesn't matter. You don't throw a chair at being yeah. told to leave. I mean, I've been at a few parties where people get drunk and they just do stupid shit. The only difference is, is one, they weren't just arrested like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> And, and well, sometimes, that, sometimes there's, there's, there's reports that there's been 10 reported incidents with yeah. Ezra. And, and and the other is, you know, the people that I know that have done stupid crap like that in the past or I was at parties and they did shit like that. People that I didn't even know they're not held to a higher you know, standard and people are automatically going to say, well, we shouldn't hold them to a higher standard, which I call bullshit. Because we're putting them at that pedestal 
to to be you know not icons um what's the word like role models role models yes thank you like even robert downey jr had some issues but he has become yeah, he a role model corrected. now yeah which is awesome um, that we are talking about this because i'm gonna course correct into our movie that we have because yeah. our movie actually deals a little bit with mental uh illness and stuff so which is awesome um yeah a little bit so yeah. i i find it to be a really good category to just dive right into this movie because as i said at the beginning of the the show uh 18 minutes ago or so um <laughs> we watched dr strange the 1978 version of this movie and um tivis where did you watch this at because i know we watched a different i was on daily motion okay. so you watched it on daily motion i actually the only way i reason i know of this movie is i came across it from a guy i bought some stuff from i got the dvd from uh shout factory from him it is uh not rated um and it is remastered from the original film elements so there's a lot of stuff in Produced. here that looks really good in comparison now uh, right right off the yeah. bat how was the lighting because i could tell you the daily motion version extremely dark and hard to see oh, the lighting was fine the lighting was it, okay this, so that's something they why, fixed because like, i did go back and i watched not not watch the whole thing but i like viewed clips from the daily motion version just so i could understand where mm. you might come from for uh looks anyways and yeah, it's a hundred percent different. I might have to get you a copy of this. Um, if people do want a copy of the movie, again, not getting paid for this shit, but they have them on Amazon for like eleven bucks. So Ooh, I might have to get a copy. Um, it looks a hundred percent better than the Daily Motion. There is like one scene uh, that they do where when they go into it, you, there's there was a bunch of shit. It clearly looks like was on the lens or. Maybe they just couldn't fix the film up at the time when they remastered it. So um, there is like one scene like that. And then, then some of the B-roll shots and crap like that aren't perfect, but they're not like uh, faded as hell like they are on Daily Motion. And the audio's fixed up a little bit, too. Um, watching it, I just felt like I was watching, you know, uh, a movie from 1978, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, so. I mean, it's definitely a product of its time, yeah. but I didn't think it was. I mean, we watched a lot of Marvel stuff last year mm -hmm. and. We did. I like uh, the show or you personally. No, us. OK, yeah. On the yeah. show, we watched, uh, you know, all the, the forgotten Marvel movies. The movies they want you to forget. Yes, which was a really fun series, four-part series from us. Uh, I recommend, if you missed it, go check that yeah. out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it actually seemed like it had better... I don't know. There's, like, parts of it that I feel like was better than Fantastic Four mm -hmm. and other parts of it that I think Fantastic Four did better. So, I can tell you right now... Um because i i looked into this movie a bunch and and i read some interviews for the guy who plays uh wong um and uh because i was surprised that they had so many actual marvel characters in the the the, the film honestly 
Yeah. Um, but uh, Clyde Kusatsu uh, played Wong. Um, and he's still alive, too. So, hey, maybe he shows up in multiverse. Um, so was the, the guy cool. who plays Doctor Strange. Um, uh, uh, Peter Hooten is still alive as well. So I would really enjoy that. There's actually a rumor that supposedly uh, will reprise his role in Doctor Strange along with Clyde. But... You know, rumors. I think those rumors sprung out of Spider or Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah so Which, at this point, anyone who was a previous actor could appear at any point. Doesn't mean they're going oh, yeah, to there's a, be a variant. There was one article I read for Multiverse of Madness. Like it wasn't even an article. It was just a list of like Triple H from Blade Trinity is going to show up in this thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> Like of random ass characters from everything, like is just gonna show and, up. Which I mean, maybe they. You know, this is this isn't anything new. We saw Lou Ferrigno as the police officer in the Incredible Hulk back in two thousand eight. Well, no, this was supposed to be like his same character from Blade. Yeah, is what it was. I, uh, I'm not it, it, sold. And on when that. I looked at it, like it was breaking down everybody. Like, and I'm like, okay, the only possible way I could see that happening is if they're taking clips from all of the Marvel movies and like putting them on like a giant, like here's like the matrix room screen, you know, (laughs) like here's all the different versions of, you know, things, which I mean, that would be kind of cool to see them do that. Um, Ninja turtles did it first in turtles forever though. So, (laughs) well, you know, one of the characters we got in this was Morgan Le Fay, which uh, the uh, anyone who's caught up, you know, watched all of the MCU stuff will recognize her from the Runaways yeah. season three. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it was really cool to see her. Uh, and do you know the actress Jessica? Are you a fan of Archer? Not a fan of Archer, but she was the mother in Arrested Development. Well, she, yeah, she was. She's also the mom on Archer. Oh, is she? Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Mallory. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she does play uh, Morgan Le Fay who is also really good, like uh, Scarlet Witch is like one of her best villains, I would say, Um, which would have been, would be really cool to see her coming in, not necessarily this version, of course, but like a version of her character showing up in the MCU, which would be awesome. Even if they use the one from Uh, uh, Runaways, if they've incorporated into the MCU, I don't know how incorporated that show is into there. It's all MCU unless Feige says otherwise, and he has not said otherwise, despite people's claims. So, yeah, that would be awesome to see her show up in the Scarlet Witch uh, movie or show or something. Uh, Another shout out for uh, Big Bang Theory, where she plays Leonard's mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, a little bit history on this movie. So it was uh, aired on September 6th, 1978. Um, the reason they feel that it didn't do so great was it came right after a rerun of ABC's Roots. So, it, or no, it was opposite. It was airing opposite of the Roots on ABC in 1978. Um, so it was running at the exact same time that Roots was. And Roots was a very big uh, TV movie um, back then that everyone always wanted to watch. So when you put them up against things like, you know, because this was a CBS show. Um, yeah. So uh, they thought that this was going to be a really big thing. And for the time, 
I would say this would have been an awesome one um, if it was given the opportunity to play at a different time, you know, not opposite such a big movie. There weren't many channels back then either. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but uh, they um, they 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 were given a decent budget for this film for 78. Oh, my God. The nameless one. That is one of the coolest things I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, like it's like stop motion, and it's like a like, oh, it, it looks like it was clay motion, claymation type almost, but but yes. at the same yeah, time, it looks like maybe it could have been a costume too, but it's hard to tell. Um, yeah, so a, a couple of things on here uh, that um, the the actor talked about who played um, uh, Wong, sorry. Uh, he's they were talking about in the article I'd read. Yeah. Huh? Clyde is his name. Yeah. Um, they were talking about how in the comics at that time in the sixties, anyways, the Wong character was, uh, very problematic (laughs) in, in the way that it was, um, shown in everything in the comics. So with this movie coming out and the way that they adapted Wong was a very big, uh, impressive progressive even treatment that they said that for this uh character um because he didn't have like the exotic robes and and representing like the mysterious east and stuff like that and these are exact like comments that this actor has said too so it was nice for him uh to be able to play the asian character without being uh problematic for him at the time for especially in 1978 so he said that he really enjoyed that and um yeah and yeah so there's there's a lot of history on this um and a lot of people think that this movie is very campy like i read one review on uh what is it rotten tomatoes that was like it's just cheap movie well no it's not actually a cheap movie for some people uh, this movie was pretty expensive and they were trying to stay in budget even um, with the special effects they were doing and stuff at the time. And for a made for TV movie, it's actually really pretty good uh, cinematically, like production wise and stuff like that. Um, I, I Do you have anything to say on production value? Well, I mean, I know you saw the, the version that wasn't, but um uh you know i actually thought it was really well done for its time like you could see some of the inspiration that they may have taken for the 2016 mm-hmm. version especially when he gets sent into the astral plane yeah i'm like whoa that is straight um oh oh my god who's the artist is it ditko ditko was uh behind strange yeah uh, that like straight Ditko for the seventies and uh, uh, you could really, uh, I find, I would find it extremely hard to believe if they did not take some inspiration from this movie for when uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's version gets flung into the, you know, the the multiverse type thing. 
that he gets yeah. thrown into well, when they when they have him going through the astral plane in this movie so we're not going to break this down for everybody we're just going to talk about it but there are spoilers of course um oh yeah but yeah. i because I, I would recommend just watching it yourself too but the scene where they have him going into the astral dimension is what they call it in this film it reminded me of like going through the quantum realm almost that that's how that's how i felt about it was it was just like going through a quantum realm but the one scene where um morgan lefay is speaking to the uh the what are they what is it called the one without a name or the nameless, the nameless one. one yeah that it's pretty clear it was set up to become dormammu later yeah. if this show got picked yeah. up but um but apparently that's one of the most like fan favorite scenes for this movie um they say mm-hmm. because of the cheese factor but shooting that was very hard and difficult because they were trying to capture it i can imagine all at once um yeah so th- because they were trying to get something that couldn't actually be done done <laughs> at the same time and then um and then uh so there was a scene in this with wong and uh, lafay fighting and I, I want to bring this up because he was talking about this in the article I read too. So when they're fighting in um, the, uh, oh, I'm gonna forget then the the Sorcerer Supreme's office, the Sanctorum, the Sanctorum, I guess, yeah. But it's his office that they're fighting in. Um, after she morphs back from being a cat. They do this shot where there's flames all around him when he's laying down on the ground and it's supposed to we're supposed to assume he's dead or something. How they did that was they put a ring of rubber cement around the area, which was flammable and it would ignite. So they would ignite Mm -hmm. it and then he would lay down in place and they shot it like that. So it was actual like fire and stuff like that. It wasn't just oh, like digitally awesome. in, enhanced or anything. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure I get everything from the article that I, I found was really awesome um, about it. I, I think some of the fights as well, like the, by today's standards, they're kind of lackluster, mm-hmm. but like you're thinking back in 78, some glowing lights and stuff. It makes a lot of sense, especially the final confrontation with Dr. Strange. Like you get the glowing hands, which very similar again to the 2016, you know, rings that we get. Mm. So I have to wonder how much inspiration did this actually, you know, give. Apparently um, Benedict Cumberbatch did speak with the guys, uh, some of the people that worked on this movie. Oh, that doesn't shock me. He's he's a really professional guy. Yeah. He takes his stuff well, there's serious. There's a few scenes too when they first introduce uh, Stephen Strange in this movie, where I'm like, they kind of l- resemble each other in a way. Kinda. How did you feel about the change from a uh, surgeon to a uh, a uh, a shrink, not shrink, but uh, like a psychiatrist type doctor? I think it fit for this movie. Um, I was wondering where it would go moving forward with uh, everything. I think it could have worked well with a TV show because you could get, you know, again, Dormammu is in another plane that can be reached through, you know, sleep and stuff. So you can get people being tormented. Yeah. 
you know, it could be a running thing. So, um, the director, uh, got John Mills is the actor who plays the Sorcerer Supreme. It's mm-hmm. actually an Oscar winner. <laughs> you mean Tom, Thomas Lindmer, the Sorcerer Supreme? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I noticed he wasn't called the ancient one in this one. No. He was already really old. <laughs> yeah, he was. He mentions he's several hundred years old. Yeah. Um, And I'm trying to see if there's one last thing on here. Uh, Oh, because of the time frame I, I mentioned um, them running up against roots. The reason why they think that this failed because it was set up to be a really cool idea, I think, for the 70s, late 70s, mm-hmm. for sure is and for a tv show like yeah that's that makes some of the stuff they did even more impressive yeah yeah definitely uh and um they uh the the guy said that the uh them running nights you have to win the night basically for you to get picked up and because they ran mm-hmm. against a rerun which is bullshit uh, you know, they kind of lost out because everyone wanted to watch Roots. I mean, even nowadays when Roots comes on, people still want to watch it. So, yeah. Um, no. So they lost out because of that fact. And then the guy also said the, uh, that um, he closed with, the. I don't think the public was ready for that kind of otherworldliness. If you looked around that time, if you looked at the old Hulk thing, it was pretty primitive, says kusatsu but we did the best we could without a lot of green screen cgi and all that stuff it was a great experience and that's an exact oh this was the 70s people were still hyped up on drugs this probably spooked some people (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um that's pretty much what i have for that um section of that interview and stuff like that i just wanted to point out some of those really cool aspects and shit like that um and i did know this uh, I, I looked through IMDb too, but Balzaroth is a made-up character for this specific movie. Um, I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything on him anywhere, which is one of the demons, the demon on the horse, basically. He is played by Lurch from the uh, from the uh, uh, Adams family. Really. Yeah. Mr. Uh, oh, yeah. Michael and Sarah. No, no, that's the ancient yeah. one. Ted. Uh, Ted Cassidy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he passed away by the year after they this movie came out. So maybe it just killed him. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's bleak. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's a dark comment. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways. Um, so what do you got on for this man? Like, what do you want to talk about on this? Since I, I just wanted to get some of that information uh, out so people understand it. This, I feel this should be a good, uh, piece of Marvel history that Disney should, uh, you know, embrace honestly, because it's not horrible. Mm. And from being from the seventies and no. a pilot basically for a TV show, I think it works out. That would mean they would have to fork money over to Universal to get it. So who knows? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But uh, 
yeah, you know, if I'm putting it on the list with the other four that we watched last year, I would probably put this one on the bottom, but that does not mean I don't didn't enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't know it was supposed to be a pilot. Knowing that changes my whole perspective on it, because at the time I'm like, we are 50 minutes into this and he is just now meeting the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> it's I thought the 2016 movie had a slow build up. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> uh, what did you think about him getting his kind of iconic look through the powers of Morgan trying to convince him to turn to the side of evil so that she could sleep with him? <laughs> um, I thought it was uh, interesting. I'm glad they changed it. Uh, sort of. I, I, I think that what he gets later is kind of worse. It's kind of more of like a Power Rangers outfit for Doctor Strange than anything. <laughs> Um, I, I honestly thought, you know, knock a few gold chains off of that and just keep the amulet and he would have been golden, man. Mm-hmm. With it with the look of it. Uh it's hard to say what they were planning long term for the look. Maybe that's why they went with the more spandexy like suit towards the end with it, once he became Sorcerer Supreme. So Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Because this, this was a problematic thing I had with this film yeah. here. Um, uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, Enchantress, blah, blah, blah. So she says to the unnamed one, mm-hmm. the line, I am still but a woman. <laughs> yeah, that made me cringe. I'm like, that is not Morgan. I was like, wait a minute. This is supposed to be a very strong female character from the comics, even. And, and and on top of that, she's just like, I am still but a woman. I am attracted to him. I want him to be mine. I am like, what the fuck? Like, I looked at my wife and I was like, what the fuck did she say? (laughs) You know... I could believe it from the character, but it wouldn't make her become as soft as she is. Like she would be straight up trying to kidnap him. Mm. Not just I'm going to let him go about his business while I stare at him from afar, because she is hidden like throughout this entire film, almost in the background of many scenes, yeah. uh, which is a cool touch. Uh, and it's yeah i don't know that 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 line in particular kind of just it 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 took uh, me out but then i was like oh wait no 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 this is like what what her whole premise is about (laughs) i was like oh no why are we doing this (laughs) it would have been different if she said something along the lines of you know i'm going to make him mine right (laughs) you know and he will serve uh you know you alongside me yeah but the that line, the way it was said, really brought the character down. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of the stuff with the uh, the lead, the love interest, uh, Clea, she. Uh, uh, I'm not exactly sure what to think about her because I'm like she was used by Morgan and then that put her life in danger for they did not explain very well so why what it was is so Morgan got in her head. Yeah. And then what that did was take her consciousness and push it 
into Morgan's realm, I, I, I am assuming, um, from what the, the movie showed. Dimension. Yeah. But the thing that confused me is after she is done using her, she comes back into consciousness enough to know where she lives even. But then she goes to the hospital and doesn't know her name even. So I'm like, wait, what? What's go- what? That doesn't make sense. Um, and then it, I, I, okay. Yeah. She's just a weird one. I think they just needed a damsel in distress yeah. type thing. Honestly. And, and I don't understand the rival antagonist kind of Frank, the doctor who goes behind Steven's back to drug her, even though he's like, they're under strict thing, like keep her awake. She's afraid of falling asleep. Yeah. I'm going to make her face her fears. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a dick. Just something that I've seen. You know, you see it in a lot of like uh, movies that deal with like psychiatric hospitals and shit like that, too. Um, yeah. You always have that one asshole Which, doctor. I mean, at least he didn't try and drug her and rape her. So that's always a bonus. Uh, uh, played by Philip Sterling, who... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, was in a he was Ronald Pratt in the death of the Incredible Hulk. So he's no stranger, you know, to comic stuff. Yeah. But also, uh, I thought he did a great job in his yeah. role as, you know, I hated him. <laughs> so so there's a scene and I found this interesting because there's a little like Easter eggs almost. Mm-hmm. You had uh, the Hulk comic book show up in Doctor Strange's office. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they on the TV, the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein was on. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's ironic. So that was pretty cool. Thus watching monsters. What did you think about Uh, them using the name Enchantress for her at at first? I mean... I don't know. Like I said, it to me, the, the... I don't know her character as well as other people mm-hmm. might. So to me, it doesn't really fit what I have in my head of her. Right. And the stuff, the, the small things I have seen or read. And so I, uh, I think it might, it may be just a throwaway line because you know, Oh, Marvel character, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. It, it, it seems pretty accurate like how how well they do the marvel references in this i guess are pretty cool yeah and that's something that we've made note of a lot in these older yeah. stuff like with fantastic four and especially uh nick fury mm-hmm. like they were not afraid to throw in and references. the character pulls and stuff like a lot of these older ones yeah. did which was awesome um yeah i i really appreciate when you see the older stuff doing that and then you watch the newer stuff and you're like, they're they're replicating what the older stuff still did, just yeah. you know, slowly. So because the older stuff never knew if it was gonna last after the first one. So yeah. Where did this take place? Do you know? Was it, it New, was New York? York? You saw the Twin Towers yeah, multiple times. Now, oh the giant Sony sign? <laughs> did you see no, that? No, I did not. I did not see oh. it. But yeah, they used so they used the back lot at Universal to shoot it on. But the the landscape, the the B roll and all that stuff, the B mm-hmm. footage, 
was New York because you see the Twin Towers multiple times in this. Um, Because and I I honestly thought it was a really good setting for, you know, the 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 little urban area that his Sanctum Sanctorum is like kind of around on the outskirts of New York a bit. Uh, it, it fit that very well to me. And I actually enjoyed the look of the Sanctorum as well. The outside, I'm like, that's this. I couldn't tell if it was an actual building or a model. I'm guessing a model. Well, but if you look at 22 Bleecker Street on Google, it's like that neighborhood, bro. It's it's not like what, you know, Dr. Strange's Sanctorum is in the Mar- MCU. No, no, his is more downtown in the MCU, yeah. but like some of the stuff that I've seen in the comics, he's, he's got like small houses. He's his area reminds me more of like Spider-Man's like mm. type neighborhood yeah. rather than being around the big businesses and stuff. Right. But yeah, I, um, I enjoyed the scenery. I thought they did a really good job of it and. We get a lot more walking. There's not a lot of characters driving cars, which is nice because why would you? You're in New York. Um, yeah. It's going to take you five hours. And I I did appreciate. Uh, so, well, this is something a, a behind the scenes fact because they were shooting on the back lot a lot in Universal. Well, Universal has always done the back lot tours. And when they would come by, it would always annoy the filmmakers and actors and shit like that because you got to stop filming, blah, 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 whatever. Apparently on this set, these guys loved when the tours came by and they would wave. They take their time and wave to everybody and shit like that. And then they would go back to shooting. From what I read, this scene, they seemed like one of the few TV sets that weren't annoyed by the tours, which is really cool. You think about it because they all look like they enjoyed doing what they were doing here, honestly. Mm. And, and everything I've read about um, the making of this, no one has complained about the, you know, the the making of it process. So they all seem to enjoy it, which is awesome because you would hope that if you're going to end up doing more episodes later on, supposedly, you'd enjoy doing it. So. Yeah, I would. I'm yeah. really interested to see what this could have become uh, later down the road, you know, if they would have kept doing it. So maybe it could have been a really yeah, cool it's, show. It's another one of those missed opportunities, yeah. much like the Nick Fury or uh, the Generation X <laughs> or Mutant yeah. X or whatever it was called. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one line I did like in this um is when uh, the Supreme is talking to Wong after Wong makes him breakfast um, from an injury. So Wong makes him some breakfast and stuff, and the Supreme walks in there, and he's like, Wong, you are my pupil and my friend. You are not a servant. I love that they toss that line in there for that time period, too, because it shows that they are equals. They are not, you know, we are equal, is basically what he's saying. We are not one over the other. Which is awesome. And then Wong's yeah. like, so shut up and eat. <laughs> like that's what he did. I was just like, awesome. <laughs> because there is a big thing in this movie uh where Doctor Strange or Stephen Strange um makes it a point to say, I am uh, nobody is my master. I do not use the term master and shit like that. 
just to try and give like a little bit of the division between him and the Supreme. Cause there was always yeah. some type of division between them. You know, it wasn't just always kosher and he did whatever, you know, even with the, the new movie, there was a, some type of distraughtness with, uh, within Dr. Strange, uh, versus the, uh, the ancient one. So dude, this, okay. I'm just reading something right okay. now. The, the, uh, so the film, you know, like we said, shot in universal lot in LA, mm-hmm. uh, it went over schedule because yep. of special effects. Yep. Uh, the, uh, friend of the director, uh, and composer for this, Paul uh, Chirian was encouraged to produce an electronic score yeah. for it. And I have to say, the score was great. I loved the music in this, but you, especially Morgan's yeah. theme. But you didn't like the music in the DVD uh, screen when I sent it to you. And no, that annoyed me. That the poor choice of all of the sounds yeah. in this. I would have went with Morgan's theme myself because that one that I could listen to that yeah. one on repeat. And I liked whenever they went to Morgan's like the the uh, dark dimension or whatever they want to call it. Oh. Every time they were there, it made me feel more like a Flash Gordon type thing. So I was like, dude, this could have been like a Flash Gordon almost like you have your different dimensions that he could go to and do his battles in. And then on Earth, he's just his normal psychiatrist doctor self. It's like that could have worked yeah. out a lot, you know, very well. It would have cost a fortune because they kept well, they kept doing, you know, uh, graphics and stuff like that all the time. But I think it could have mm-hmm. really been cool. Yeah. It makes me want to see. Yeah. more. Um did you know this? And even Stan Lee talked highly of this yeah. show as well. It's actually really I, good. Like I've heard of like some of the people I know that have watched it when I showed it to them, I was like, dude, did you ever see this? And like, Oh yeah, I don't remember that being good at all. And I've watched it. And of course I watch a lot of old things. And I watch a lot of like B movies and shit like that. And I was like, this is pretty good. I'm also yeah. thinking time period too. Not just, you know, compared to the new doctor strange, whatever, like yeah i'm thinking like starsky and hutch things from that same era like this was on par even better than a lot of stuff that was out back then and it's truly a shame that it wasn't picked up and i i could understand why uh the the director uh philip uh the uh I can't Degore? pronounce his last name, so I wasn't even yeah, trying. Yeah, well, you know, he was crushed uh, mm. when it tanked. Uh, so, it, man, it's just out of all of the things that we've seen, like as far as for potential yeah. for a TV show. If I was going to rank what we've watched and that this would be at the top of the list, I would love to see what came after this out. Yeah. Cat. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Ow. Okay. No, you're not doing oh, that. This is cats attacking him. Uh, yeah. If you want to step up and claw my leg, you do that. You're not attacking <laughs> my feet. All right. Well, I, I do agree with you, man. Like there, there's a lot of uh, potential here and for the time I thought it was really good. Uh, too bad it didn't get like um, a massive push from the studio later down the road even 
Like, you yeah. know, it, like they could know, have released it, this. Like you say, it didn't do good on TV, whatever. You could have released it in some facet and then been like, watch it grow. Cause it does have some of a cult following now, I believe. Um, most things do. Most of the old, like cap, the old Captain it, America. It's and truly stuff, a so. shock that this isn't more promoted by Marvel. Yeah. Cause it is not Bad. It's not bad, and you can see that by any stretch of the imagination. And there's so many elements too taken from it for what we have as Doctor in the Doctor Strange movie. It's total BS. They did not give it a second chance with a uh, airing it on a different day. Yeah, yeah. They they should have gave it a second chance. They really should have. Yeah. I think that's what the the downfall to a lot of these were. Uh, is like they didn't give them more than one chance to air. Like I believe, oh. um, even when we watched Generation X, I think that one aired once, and that was it. Yeah. Um, and then Fantastic Four never got a release. Like you had to find that, like <laughs> either in the convention circuits or online. And then, um, it, it, I still crack up at that scene with Doctor Strange, or not the with the Doctor Doom, where yeah. they escape. And he comes, huh? <laughs> yeah like, what happened and then like uh nick fury agent of shield that one i think had oh. the most because that was on tv multiple times i feel back in the day it had david hasselhoff so of course they were going to do something with it what was the other one we watched uh fantastic four nick fury gen x and um i'm blanking oh my god yeah i i totally blank i gotta look it up now it was a dc one i believe oh oh justice league. justice league uh, yeah justice league of america which was another movie that they shot for a pilot as a tv show so a lot of these like marvel things were shot they're they're movie length things but they were all shot as like pilots for shows and and i feel like you know there's some potential if they would have stuck with it. But again, that was before the comic book, you know, rage went around. I think we have to thank the flash in the late eighties, early nineties for pushing more comic book stuff. And then of course you can definitely thank blade, um, for pushing more content as well. Uh, especially for Marvel. I think blade saved Marvel, honestly. So anyways, um, there's a, a thing that yeah. happens here in the hospital. And I wonder if you noticed it because I did. What does the Supreme do when he's walking through the hospital? What is he doing? He's using like Jedi force yeah. manipulation. He's like Jedi mind tricking the shit out of yeah. everybody. I, I did. I, I watched this with uh, Victoria, actually. And I'm like, what? He's some kind of Jedi now? <laughs> it's obi-wan <laughs> yeah so that was pretty cool and uh that that was like one of my last notes i had in in my notes anyways as far as things i noticed throughout the show throughout the movie what did you think of um the rant like it's hard to explain it there, there was some weird stuff going on in this movie. There were as, as good as I liked, as much as I liked it. There was still some weird stuff going on. There was a lot, a lot, a lot 
of character development before story with this one for sure. Like Doc, you Doctor Stephen Strange, you you get a lot of him, a lot more feeling with him than you do <sighs> of anything because, like you said, it's like 40, 50 minutes until he even meets the Supreme, and and now I want a Supreme pizza, um, <laughs> and it, it was crazy. I I was like waiting and waiting, and then like when it got to the end. And they show uh, 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 Faye or uh, yeah, LaFay on the TV. I was like, wait, how much longer does this have? Because I forgot too. as I was watching it, even though I knew going into it, it was a pilot. I forgot yeah. that it was a pilot. And I was just like, wait, what's going to happen? Like, how much is going to go? And then they end it. And I was just like, wait, wait, what? I want more like show me give me more man yeah they they do a great job with the you know setting things up for future like uh it's just my question is like because i want to know i was like how did she get back how did she not get her beauty back how did all these things happen like i want to know man i want to know and then they do like the Superman like exit as dr strange is walking into the camera and that's when you cut to the credits yeah i was like oh they should have had him like morph into his suit or something like just like bing, like a a star ray or whatever and then his suit's on yeah there's you're just there's some things i would you know oh go on talk man talk like there's something like there's some things I would have liked to have seen a little different. Like, you know, obviously so there's a lot of limitations with the technology back then, uh, but more accurate costume <laughs> would have been yeah. great to see yeah. uh, a reference to his necklace, which, you know, has become a huge deal with the recent movies, with it being an infinity stone and all that, or a gem. Now there, there was depending a scene, on how you, what you prefer to there say. There was a scene at the beginning where they show like a gem or something in a case, but then they don't show it ever again. And uh, at the very beginning, my kid was watching with me. He's like, "Is that the Eye of Agamoth?" I'm like, "Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out." <laughs> but they never go back to it. Because it was like a gem inside like a nice like casing that was on display. So I was assuming that was something that would come into play later down the road, maybe. Yeah, it, there's like there's so much in this. That's just like I kind of want people to just experience but at the same time. I'm like, we're supposed to be talking about yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, uh, just I want to go back to when she possesses Clay, though. <laughs> she confronts uh, Thomas, <laughs> the Sorcerer Supreme mm-hmm. on the bridge. It's just like, hey, die. Throws him over the edge. <laughs> and they just, they, we keep getting new shots of that scene throughout yeah. the, the movie. And it's just, they zoom in on him like, <laughs> and her like, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, it's so dumb, but so funny <laughs> and it works really well with the, the world they're building. Uh, you know, I, I just got to keep going back to Morgan. Like her characterization was really, 
I would have loved to have seen them do a better job with her if this had continued on. Right. Yeah. Uh. So Stanley said, Doctor Strange, this version would have done much better than the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, nice. yeah, he believed that. Uh, he also talked about how enjoy- enjoyable he uh, found this and Hulk compared to uh, Captain America, which was, I think he said, disappointing, and Spider-Man, which he called a nightmare. Well, the Spider-Man <laughs> thing, I think, was the stuff from Japan, correct? Or was it the There was CBS also that live-action 60s show. Okay, so that that's the one he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. And then the, I, I I think he was pretty stellar about the the Japanese one because he wanted to bring power. He wanted to, he was the one who wanted to create Power Rangers. Okay. Which that Japanese Spider Man is? It's a Sentai Spider Man. That's that's yeah, all it is. Actually, he created the Zord. Stan Lee is responsible for us having Zords. <laughs> nice. Um. But yeah, there's uh the the Spider Man one and then the two Captain America movies that were made for TV in the seventies, um, where he rides his bike. There's actually three Captain America movies. Uh I don't know if people know that, before the Chris Evans ones. Um, I actually have all three on DVD. Maybe we'll watch those as another movies they want you to forget. <laughs> uh thing. So yeah. Um I, I don't know what else to say really about the movie because I don't want to like go beat for beat or anything like that with it. Um, yeah, I didn't take well enough notes for that at all. Yeah. In fact, I have no notes. I just watched it the other day. Yeah. So it's, it's fresh. It, it but, does look so if yeah. people look at the poster because like my, I know my DVD that's next to me that I was showing on the camera. That is a much cooler poster, I think, than the one that I've seen yeah, forever. The one that they have on everything, um, most places, it looks like Doctor Strange the porno. <laughs> Almost. It's like. it's very reminiscent of like covers you would see on uh uh, black exploitation type things yeah yeah and so you know which is very much of that era yeah so uh i agree with that it's so what did you think of the design of the sanctum sanctorum the uh like i said the exterior i thought looked awesome uh the inside kind of just looked like a library pretty much which i guess makes sense given you know it's supposed to hold the uh the knowledge of you know now magic and stuff what was this building like i'm assuming this is supposed to be an old building because they used a lot of stucco on the walls to make it look like you know old it looked like I, at first I was like, "Oh, they're in a cave," and then I it realized, like "Old." It's a good description. <laughs> well, at first I thought he was supposed to, like Wong walks down this down this hallway to get to the Supreme's room, and I was like, "Okay, so it's underground. They're in a cave." But then I realized the walls are everywhere in that house the same. So I was like, "Oh, that's not that's not right." <laughs> But yeah, the outside of the house, I, I enjoyed the appearance of that. They have, you know, the the glass window. Dude, the references to the comics are really good in this. Like, if people just yeah. like oh. references and can uh uh stand, I guess, 
um, older content, I would definitely recommend this. I know there's a lot of people out there oh, that, 100%. that can't watch um, old stuff because they're, you know, whiny babies. Weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just reminded me with talking about the stained glass. How did you feel about Dr. Strange kind of being a, uh, uh, a turned into uh, like this was his fate because of the ring that his father gave him. I found it interesting, but I didn't hate it. It was, it was a different yeah. thing. Cause it was like, okay, so his father knew the Sorcerer Supreme. His, he, his father knew of the yeah. stuff. And I guess it was like Dr. Strange was uh, born to be the, the chosen one. He was Neo. He was, you know, yeah, he was all those things. Like he was born for the role. Luke. But Which, I mean, it makes me wonder if oh, go, oh, go on, ahead, go on. Well, I was going to say, I wonder if this was influenced by Star Wars in more than just the whole Jedi mind trick, get in the hospital thing with the whole, maybe you know, I knew your parents type deal. Right. Like, is there, so, was there more to that Obi-Wan story that would, have, <laughs> that would have been uncovered? Right. I, I do find it, you know, it, it's good. I, I, I liked it. But, you know, some people will be like, well, that's not the right one. But if you look at like how we have, say, for the MCU version, I'm not talking the comics on this one now, but compared yeah. it to the MCU uh, Cumberbatch version, it's like she knew he was going to be the Sorcerer Supreme eventually. So, yeah, we find that out when they go back in time with uh, at uh, end game. Yeah. So it's like she knew uh, that it was going to be. So it was like fate. It's like fate. So I, mm-hmm. I would say this is just another way of them saying it's fate. You know, he was born Which into we, it. We know that she used the time stone to look into the future anyway. So she cheated. Right. Uh, but it's still fate. You can't yeah. change time. You can only course correct, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. It's a shame Dr. Fate is a DC character. <laughs> but Dr. Fate Strange or Strange Fate. Which one is it? The amalgamation? <laughs> oh, I don't remember what they did when they mixed them. But yeah, I I didn't have an issue with it as much as like Strange Fate. Yeah. Mainly mainly my issue, I didn't have an issue with it because I was like, we're changing stuff all the time in the MCU world of how the the characters yeah, come about. All, so all the time. Anybody who watches this and they're gonna go and that's what they're gonna nitpick. I'm like, y'all have some issues. <laughs> like there's some other things you could nitpick. Like, you know, I'm just by the lady line. <laughs> like that should be thrown out. Oh I mean man, leave is... it in for the movie because you need it for this movie because of how they change her character, but it was just yeah. so like how degrading would that have been for that actress to say, you know, I'm just but a woman. He is so attractive. I want him. I need him. I cannot kill him. I want his, you know, psychiatrist penis in me right now. <laughs> I thought you had stopped yourself, but no, you just wanted more descriptors. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. <laughs> Dogs barking. Uh, it, it's. Yeah, uh, and, and um, I don't, I don't care about changes like that. I just, I found it interesting that they went that route, and it, that actually makes me curious how much of this was influenced by 
you know, uh, Star Wars a bit because was it 78? Uh, at least one of them right was out. After I can't remember first, when Empire came out. It, it would have been right after but, first or second. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, would they have brought in uh, uh, Mordo eventually or uh, God, Morgan is honestly the most disappointing thing about this which is yeah. such a shame because, you know, they had the uh, um, opportunity to fix that with more, but, mm. uh, you know, is what it is. If you want to see an awesome Morgan, I recommend Runaways, not just because it's a really good show, yeah. but I think they do a good job with her character in that well, final season. The, the, the ending with uh, Morgan on the TV, she's like, I don't know, she's like seducing the youth. Or what, like, with the magic that she has? I'm not sure what's going on there. Oh, my dogs are barking. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's... It, I, this is one that I recommend uh, not just comic fans, but fans of, uh, you know... TV and movie creation to go watch just because of the effects that were used, especially oh, yeah. the nameless one. That is the coolest thing. Like that alone is worth a view. Yeah, yeah. And and like you said earlier, like you, oh geez, you could tell it was it, it was most likely something that was going to be like Dormammu or something because oh yeah, it, it, that's exactly what I thought as soon as I saw him. I was just like, oh, it's Dormammu. They're they're really pulling like punches and stuff. And because of like the plane that he was on and everything, I was like, there's no way that the creators of the first Doctor Strange movie did not watch this and be like, hell yeah, let's do some some oh, of this shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like the entire time watching this, I'm like, I'm making connections between this and the 2016 movie. Oh yeah, easily, easily, man. And, and I'm really really curious to see what we're watching next to uh make even more connections oh yeah the next film to do some connections and stuff it would be awesome my dogs are going crazy man um so <laughs> at least they're not clawing you yeah i guess so <laughs> so yeah i uh I, I enjoyed this i like that the um film has so many or, or the new ones are taking a lot from this anyways um, so it'd be interesting to see what we what happens if they introduce any of these characters or actors, I should say, in the multiverse of madness. Since that's what this is, this show is about. It's the lead up to the multiverse of madness. So yeah, yeah, I, we have no idea what's going on. They've kept it pretty much under wraps. We are going to avoid like we watch the teaser for it, and that's as much as we want to watch. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm actually just looking up the actress who played uh, Clea. Mm -hmm. This was her first movie. Okay. And she's, um, uh, she, she was the one who played or the, uh, the, the, um, the love interest, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, she went on to write Twister. Yeah. I saw that in her thing earlier. Uh, she, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, she's also done a, uh, a bunch of different um, like horror things and stuff. A lot of these actors actually did a lot of horror stuff. 
Now, the one that did a lot that people would know is uh, Clyde Kusatsu, Kusatsu, whatever. Uh, Wong. Wong, the actor who played Wong. Yeah, he was actually um, in Godzilla in 1996. I had to pull up the the movie to find him, like because I was like, who the hell did he play? Uh, he played on the Fisher boat, um, the captain, basically the the one who's eating food well, at that. Just recently, he was one of the colonels in Skull Island. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, he he's done a lot of voice work for things that everybody's watched i'm sure like there's scooby the english teacher on american pie yeah (laughs) Yeah. dc content marvel content everything like he's he's voice acting everything he's done video game stuff for you know voice acting um and he's still currently working uh up to 2021 he was on a tv show so um you know, Monk back in 2016, Charm, the original Charm shit, uh, everything that you can think of. Uh, I Lilo and Stitch, even he played Mr. Wong on Lilo and Stitch and Mayor Kim, of course. Yeah, is his career is incredible. Yeah, he has a lot of work. He, dude, even was in Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Come on now. Batman Beyond, Max Steel, all that stuff, yeah. But yeah, man, I I enjoyed this film. Um, my final thoughts on it, anyways. I would recommend people just watch this if you like comic book uh, movies. Um, I will not recommend it if you cannot watch older stuff. Uh, I would also which what's wrong with you? Bro. <laughs> Go get. I would help. also recommend. Um, finding the remastered version because I watched this version and I felt uh, it was a lot better than like the the visuals anyways that I was seeing from from the daily motion version. Having not watched that version, I also recommend that. Yeah. I, I know I was like sending you <laughs> the some daily pictures. motion one is not great. Yeah, I was sending you pictures of the TV. I was like, this looks pretty good. <laughs> like, <laughs> so. It, it, it's a lot better um, than the Daily Motion version. I do want to give a shout out to the director, Philip de Gear, I guess, Jr. I'll, uh, I'm not going to pronounce his name right. So um, he went on to do a lot of stuff for Jag, uh, Simon and Simon. I believe he was the creator of Simon and Simon as well. And uh, he did Twilight Zone, a bunch of uh, several episodes of that. And uh, the Wiz Kids, he created that as well so he went on to do some other stuff but um sadly he did pass away at the young age of 60 so in 2005 so uh sucks and he was uh an ohio native too for everyone that's up in ohio oh uh cincinnati born hello ohioan he was born in Ah, cincinnati Cincinnati, ohio and died in san francisco california sad should have died in ohio (laughs) That's the fate of most of us. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Peter Hooten, who is the star of the film, who played Doctor Strange, has gone on to, or went on to do a bunch of stuff. He hasn't done anything since 2017. Uh, a lot of things that he did do were like some horror movies and stuff. But he was Tony in the Inglorious Bastards from 1978 as well. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's this the movie that um uh 
not 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 the other dude's movie. <laughs> Shit, what's the other one? <laughs> the Inglorious Bastards. Uh, what what's that guy's name that did that one? I'm forgetting names. I am so bad today. But yeah, it's it's not his. It's the 1978 version, not the one with Brad Pitt in it. <laughs> uh, IMDb is not wanting to work for me today. <laughs> I don't understand why. Uh, little fun fact. This movie got its first U.S. home release uh, in kind of celebration alongside Benedict Cumberbatch's, uh, re- uh, you know, premiere. Oh, nice. In 2016. Yep. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is the one so. who did the other Inglorious Bastards. It was a play well, I'm glad on you that. figured that out because I accidentally went to the 78 one. <laughs> yeah, the 78 one's actually pretty cool, too. I watched that back in the. And I was like 10 or 15. I don't remember a whole lot of it, but it was enjoyable for the time. What do you want? Um, and then we already talked about the lead actress as well. Um, besides uh, the chick who played uh, LaFay, um, she did pass away, sadly, uh, I believe in 2013 it was. Morgan LaFay? Yeah. No. No. Or she just passed away last oh, year. Oh, last year. That's what it was. Um, one of the other actors passed away in 2013. That's what it was. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, apologies for that. So, um, definitely. I was going to say, it was a big deal because I am an Archer fan. And, you know, she was a major character in yeah. that. And it's still in production. So, they're like, oh, we got to give tribute, yeah. you know? Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's all I have for that. Do you have any closing thoughts, man, on your side? Or uh, I still think even if you're not a comic fan, you would find some enjoyment out of this just to see the effects and stuff like that. Uh, you know, again, especially if you're more into like the technical, you know, stuff rather than you know. Maybe you're not don't want the best story, which you're not going to get here, but it's still it's an interesting watch. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, uh, yeah, go out, find this movie on DVD if you can. Hopefully it'll be on a streamer sometime soon. Maybe if they do get uh, Peter Hooten to uh, reprise his role as Dr. Stephen Strange. I would love that. It it would be cool just even if it was just like a one time thing, you know. Or he could be the older yeah. version of Doctor Strange, you know, because we're going to have 500 billion of them most likely in this movie. Anyways, um, <laughs> with that said, um, do you, uh, you have anything else to say, uh, whether it's this movie or anything else, man, that you want to talk about today? Uh, I'm just excited for you to announce what we're watching next week. Awesome. Thank you for reminding me, too. <laughs> Because I would have totally forgot (laughs) again, even though I spent the first part of this uh, going and grabbing the DVD because I actually have the DVDs for these movies. I I found them pretty cheap. Uh, This is another movie that you can actually uh, find. Uh, It is part of our Doctor Strange or yeah, Doctor Strange um, Road to Multiverse of Madness uh, series. Uh, It's only a two part series, so don't worry. We're not going to watch the 2016 version. Is that what the Benedict one was, right? We're not going to watch that for this because 
I don't know what I'd say about it, honestly, because I've seen it so many times. It just doesn't have any, you know, extra oomph to it. Uh, maybe after we watch the second one, we can uh, watch and compare. We can maybe do that. Anyways, guys, uh, with all of that, next week, we are next week. In two weeks, we will be watching a film uh, called Dr. Mordred, Master of the Unknown. Uh, starring Jeffrey Combs, um, an awesome actor out there, and uh, you can. F- there is a lot of yeah, glare. I see that. You can find this film on uh, Amazon for about seven bucks, I believe, is what I paid for it. And uh, there you go. It's done by Full Moon yeah. uh, Features, I believe it is. <laughs> And uh, it might even be on Full Moon Features uh, streaming service if you have that as well. There is a Blu-ray edition, but Oof. it is out of print. So, yeah, it's expensive, too. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why I got the DVD. And uh, yeah, so we'll be checking that out next week. If you want to try and find it somewhere oh, else. It, I believe it's also available on Tubi yeah. if you want to watch it on there. Okay. Yeah. At least that's how I'm going to attempt to watch it. So I hope it's there. So that's that's uh, what we're going to be watching next week, man. Uh, it is from 1992. So if anyone's out there searching uh, for it, it is uh, 1992. Dr. Moore Master of the Unknown, starring Jeffrey Combs. And uh, we will talk about why and everything else. Uh, this is part of the Road to Multiverse of Madness. So. Um, enjoy that movie watch and uh, Tivis how did you enjoy today's episode my man I liked it awesome with that said guys my quote for the day will come from well Doctor Strange the 1978 film quoted by Doctor Stephen Strange himself here we go I can't bow my head to any man and call him master. I believe in myself. I take responsibility for myself. And that's it. Peace. Later. You just finished another great episode of Operation Babel. You can catch every episode of Operation Babel on all your audio streaming services, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Operation Babel. And join the conversation today by searching for the Operation Babel group on Facebook. Links also in the description. Thanks and have a great day.